Welcome to The Gathering Place with Blessed Is She. I'm Jenna Gizar. And I'm Beth Davis. Pull up a chair and grab a drink. Or you could just keep doing what you're doing. Pull up a chair in your heart. (laughs) Come chat with us about Jesus, prayer, community, and life. So let's get started. Hi, Beth. Hey, Jenna. How are you? I'm, I'm feeling great. You are? Yeah. Praise the Lord. You Just, got your coffee in you? Well, yeah, it's running out. It's, um, see what I'm saying? Running out? Running. <laughs> you need some food to speak clearly. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> I kind of like podcasts when we're really tired because we just say ridiculous things. It's so true. What I meant to say was it's wearing off. Mm. I don't know what running out. It's a weaning, maybe? Waning, I think. I don't think I'm weaning. <laughs> <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> it really would. You can wean off coffee. Yeah, I guess you could. Yeah, it's not that weird. Yeah, I'm not I'm not attempting to wean off of coffee. Let me kill the suspense for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's just us two today. <laughs> <laughs> this would be a long In case you're waiting for us to introduce someone, we're not. Can you imagine if somebody was just sitting here? We're going to introduce Jesus on Christ. The screen. Welcome Jesus. <laughs> Would you mind introducing yourself? <laughs> oh my gosh. I was reading Matthew. Mm-hmm. Still in Matthew. <laughs> it's okay. I'm still How long Luke. has this podcast been going? Because I've been reading from, <laughs> from the first the beginning episode of one. Still in Matthew, guys. I know. I got to wrap up Luke myself. Anyway, Matthew 20. Getting there, Jenna. I am. How many chapters are there? 27 or something? 28. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Jesus, have mercy on me. Okay, so in Matthew 20. It starts at verse 20. 2020. 2020. The mother of James and John comes and kneels to Jesus. Kneels? I don't, I don't think I realized that. Kneeling before him, wow. she asked a favor of him. He said to her, what do you want? Okay, I don't... <laughs> it's hard for me to believe that he said, what do you want? It's that, How Matt, do you think a, he said it? What, what do you want? want? What do you want? What do you want? <laughs> Jesus, how would you say it? <laughs> what do you want? I was waiting to hear him. I was trying on some different cadences, but we'll just listen to the Lord for a minute. Okay, he's so sweet. I like, kind of want to start crying. How did he say it to you? What do you want? Let me hear how he said it do to you. Do you know what he said to me? Tell me. What do you want? What? Stop, <laughs> Jesus. Gosh. Beth's crying, guys. Okay, back Every to verse, chapter 20. <laughs> Verse 21, he says to her as she's kneeling in front of him, what do you want? And then she goes on to say, declare that these two sons of mine will sit, one at your right hand, one at your left in your kingdom. And basically he goes on to say, you don't even know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I'm about to drink? They said, we're able. He says back, you'll indeed drink my cup, but to sit at my right hand and not my left. This is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared by my father. This was fascinating to me. Yeah. Okay. First of all, because I was just praying about recently before reading this, I was kind of just struggling with, Lord, I'm trying to like surrender everything to you. What Mm -hmm. is it that you are doing here? What is going on? This is chaos. X, Y, Z. These circumstances are ridiculous. I hate this. Yeah. Like fix it, Jesus, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah. And then I sat down and read this. I guess I pictured myself as the woman just kneeling in front of him. And he was like, what do you want? It kind of arrested me Mm -hmm. in the chaos that I was feeling in terms of like him looking at me and just saying, what? 
like not in a bad way. I don't know how to quite explain it, but the realization that I don't even know what I want. I don't Mm. even know what it is I'm asking from the Lord. I just want him to like fix everything. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I was just really thinking a lot about this concept of Jesus multiple times in the gospels saying to people, what do you want? Especially before like moments of healing totally, and moments of him giving it to them. So I tend to be a little bit agitated when Jesus asks people, tell me why that. Well, okay. Not in this instance with James and John's mother, but in different places where a very obviously, uh, disabled person comes to Jesus, like the blind man. And he says, what do you want? I'm like, hello. Yeah. I mean, don't you think he wants to see Jesus? (laughs) You know? So I've struggled. I've like wrestled with that a little bit. Like, why don't you just do it? Why do you need him to ask you? What do you think it is? Well, I guess it's, it's relationship. I don't, I mean, I'm kind of thinking out loud here. Yeah. I haven't made total peace with it. You know, is it about him wanting to engage in a conversation? Is it about Mm. him wanting something deeper and more lasting than healing? Mm. Like he wants the connection. Like so many times in scripture, the physical healing, well, always in scripture, the physical healing is pointing to like the deeper reality of spiritual healing and like Jesus's ability to forgive sins and to bring about deeper emotional healing. It's like a sign of that. You know, like the physical healing is almost like a bonus. Yeah. But we think the physical healing is the thing. Okay. So I just flipped to Mark because you're talking about the blind man, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's in Mark 10. It starts at verse 46. Do you see that little... This is fascinating to me right now. You see that little red cross? I see the little... That means Beth marked it in her Bible. That means it was one of my scriptures on my five-day retreat. That's crazy. Yeah. Very cool. So he's over here yelling. The blind man. When the blind man heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. That's me. That's me. Like, Lord, Jesus, have mercy on me. Like, I'm over here. (laughs) Just have mercy on me. I'm yelling. Yeah. And Jesus is like, no, no, come here. Yeah. He says, Jesus stood still and said, call him here. And they called the blind man. Take heart. Get up. He's calling you. Throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? I literally was just sitting in a pile of filth and I'm all, Jesus. It's like you throw your hands up and you think that there's like a moment of surrender. You're like, Lord, I don't know. Have mercy on me. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. He's like, no, get up. Come here. Come here. Yeah. What do you want? So maybe like what you're saying, it's the gaze. It's the relationship. Mm-hmm. It's actually looking Jesus in the eye mm-hmm. instead of me just looking up at the sky saying like, fix it. Mm-hmm. Like it's, hey, I'm right here. Look at me. Come I'm to looking me. at you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Instead of this like frantic. Totally. Or yeah. like, I don't have to have a relationship. If I'm yelling up at the sky wow, and I'm saying, Lord, have mercy. That's not a relationship. Totally. Uh, well, this reminds me of this experience I had in prayer recently. I was feeling really overwhelmed about something and I was like, Lord, you got to get in here because I'm losing it. Mm, And so I just was sort of kind of that same like chaotic, Mm -hmm. almost like prayer on defense. Do you know what I mean? Instead of like proactive prayer. Yes. So I was like, I cleanse 
my emotions in the blood of Jesus. Like, God, I'm trying to remember how I said it because now I'm like training myself to say it in the opposite. Yeah. There was a moment where it still felt very frantic, even though I was like calling out to the Lord and I thought I was inviting him into the Mm. like chaos of the moment. But I, I just, you know, had this like graced moment where I, I felt and I like saw with the eyes of faith that Jesus was right there in the moment with me. And so instead of just like you're saying, like yelling up at the sky, like help, mercy. <laughs> totally. I turned and looked at him in my heart, you know, and I directed that prayer at him. I said, Jesus, would you cleanse my emotions in your blood? Would you cleanse my desires in your blood? And the difference I felt even physically, the calm and the peace. Right. And it felt effective. Different when I'm like just shooting up prayers, yeah. hoping he catches on to something. You know, he's just like looking down haphazardly like, oh, I heard that one. I'll answer go. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think in all things, in any conversation about, about anything in the spiritual life, I wonder if it does all just come back to relationship. Totally. I think I've, I've talked previously about my nine-year-old just going through emotions right mm-hmm. now. She's like growing up. And just like one thing can set her off and she's just on a roll, mm-hmm. much like I am. Yeah. This is just too much. This is crazy. Yes. I hurt my toe and now the world <laughs> is crashing down. Yes. It's just awful. Yeah. And it's just a matter of sitting her down, hugging her for a, a good while. Yeah. This is what I'm missing. Yeah. A hug. Right. Right. And just saying, like, what do you need? Yeah. What can I do for you? And isn't it, don't you find that it's often like the connection and the hearing? Yes. It's not an actual practical, tangible need. Like I need a Band-Aid. It's I need comfort. Yeah. I need love. Mm -hmm. But that feels intangible. I know. So instead I'm angry about these like physical things. But then Jesus does heal the physical things. That's true. But first, comfort. Yeah. And listening and relationship. I mean, I just think it's so easy for us to never acknowledge the Lord. Yet we're just always praying. Amen. Yes. Like Cecilia could be there all day just yelling. Thinking she's talking to me, thinking she's like saying her intention, saying the way she wants to be healed, saying the way she wants things to be better. But we don't have a relationship. She's not actually looking at me. She's not actually sitting in my lap talking to me. So I think conversely, the Lord is always talking to us, but we're kind of running around Chickens. Just chickens. <laughs> I was just thinking, don't say chickens with our heads. I off. didn't say it. I just <laughs> said chickens. <laughs> they, they know. You guys knew what we meant. The, so we're just running around in our own thing, stressed mm-hmm. out, like, yeah. come on, Lord, why won't you help me? And he's just like, he's sitting down, like, mm. come over here, climb up in my lap. I have things to say to you. He's saying them actually, but we're so in our own world. That even though we're praying, I love that you said that, even though we're praying, we're not listening for a response. We're not expecting God to have anything to say back to us. We want him to change our circumstances and not our hearts. You know? I do. I mean, I'm catching myself right now. I just want you to fix it. And then what comes next, Jenna? 
I think I'm going to be closer to the Lord if he just fixes the circumstances. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be closer to the Lord when he fixes it. He wants me to be close to him first. Then we'll work on it. Yeah, or he might not or yeah. fix it in the way that we want it to be fixed. Right. Like this is uh, this is the paradox of, of But you know sin. what I mean? I think once it's all fixed up, then I have time for prayer. Then I have oh, time for a deeper relationship. Totally. Then I have time to sit in your lap. Totally. But no. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was just going to say, this is like proven in the lives of the saints. Like they did not have an easy go of it. Yeah. And yet they had like deep intimacy with the Lord Mm -hmm. and they lived on mission, but they were stressed and oppressed (laughs) and opposed. Yeah. And yet they had joy and peace and love. Just, I don't think the saints were saying like, I would be holy when. Yeah. Like I'll go on mission when. I'll be charitable when I have a meal or I get released from prison. Or when that person's nice to me. Yeah. Back. Yeah. And I want to be careful here not to like heap on shame because circumstances are hard, you know? Mm. Suffering is, is hard. Virtue is hard under the best circumstances. Yes. So it's hard when you're physically ill or you're under an insane amount of like financial pressure or Mm. relational stress, you know? So like, just, I mean, be easy on yourself. You don't have to perform. Like being virtuous isn't performing. It's not about acting right or things working out. It's about relationship. So especially in relational stress or (laughs) financial stress or, you know, what have you, physical suffering, that's the time we need the relationship more than ever. But I think lots of times we jump from a need to we want an answer. Yes. We don't necessarily want relationship. I do this I all don't. the time. I just want all the things fixed. Yeah. <laughs> I do this all the time. And I, I have a brilliant spiritual director who really helps me. Like I see something going on. Maybe it's like a painful thing in my past. And I'm like, okay, uh, where's the lie? Let's root it out. I mm. want healing in that memory. I don't want to go there with the Lord. I don't want to be in pain again. I don't want to process it or relive it. I want him to fix it. Mm-hmm. I want a Band-Aid. Mm-hmm. I don't want him to get in there and poke around and like get the infection out. I just want to move on. But it's about the relationship. In fact, she always says something really beautiful. She tells me that anytime you're looking, which I think could work with your circumstances too, like a crazy thing. Anytime you're looking at like a wound in your past or like an impossible circumstances, it's important to keep your eyes on Jesus and not on the wound. Mm. Eyes on Jesus, not on the impossible Fascinating. thing. Fascinating. Yeah. Isn't that good? Because mm-hmm. when my eyes are on the thing or the feeling or what have you, I can like feel my countenance. Like it's just so heavy and dark and feels impossible. And I'm like, Jesus, have mercy. And he's like, hello, I'm right, right here. She's like, eyes up. <laughs> I think it's, I know we talk often about why do you think people don't want to get into their wounds? It takes time, etc. But I think it doesn't need to be an all or nothing, mm-hmm. which I think I, that's how I approach it. I literally don't want to make time for like hours of spending time on a wound or something that's hurting me right now. Yeah. Like I've got stuff to do. I'm just going to keep it moving. Yeah. Keep it moving. But how incredible 
that literally the five minutes I sat down with scripture, hmm. he like arrested me in that moment. Like he stopped me. It was just five minutes. Jenna, literally. And I've been praying about this now for two weeks. Yeah. Even like the 10 seconds that we paused to say, how do you think Jesus said, what yeah. do you want me to do for you? And I like cried for the next three minutes <laughs> silently. You know what I mean? Because we stopped for a minute. We stopped Not thinking a minute. about it. We stopped for 10 seconds, yes. got out of our head and looked at Jesus instead. Yes. That rhymed. <laughs> out of our head, Jesus instead. Out of our head, Jesus instead. Okay, I think it was looked at Jesus instead. Out of our head, looked at Jesus instead. <laughs> That's catchy. <laughs> we'll get hats made. <laughs> I always think about that worship song, that Pat Barrett worship song, Sales. Uh-huh. In the live version, when Stephanie Gretzinger sings, she goes into this bridge. I spent so many years stuck in my head. Couldn't see past my, couldn't see past myself. When all the time you were right there in front of me, a part of me, inside of me, and patiently you spoke to me and you set me free. Now I want to sing. And so naturally, I'm living from my heart now. Isn't that crazy? That's like my whole experience. Does it <laughs> in my head? Right. Yeah. That's all of us. Yeah. All along, you were right there in front of me. Jesus, fix it. He's all, <laughs> come here. But it does take 10 seconds. But I, you know what I want to say? He doesn't always fix it. And no. And we have kind of talked I about have, this. No, he's not fixing my stuff. He's I'm not still waiting for it to fix. The relationship is the answer. The peace is yeah. the answer. It's not about the thing. It's not about the answer to the prayer. It's about knowing Jesus. It's about not being alone. It's about receiving love. It's about comfort, you know? I told you I didn't really even want to talk about this because I feel like I am telling the Lord what I want. Mm. I'm telling him and he's not doing it, but he's teaching me through this very wonderful podcast (laughs) (laughs) that it's just not, it's just not about the answer. Well, you've been talking about that for a while. Yeah. I mean, it takes a lot of repetition, right? Hear, hear, sister. Didn't we just hear that recently? It takes like 30,000 repetitions for something to become a habit. 30,000 times for us to look at him. Yes. To forge a new neural pathway that we're not just firing off prayers up in the sky, frustrated that God's not fixing it immediately. 30,000 times of turning our gaze. And looking at Jesus, who's already looking at us. It reminds me again of Mary Magdalene at the tomb. She's just like crying. And he's like, Mary. I love he calls her by name. It's the best. Yeah. She was talking to him. Sir, do you know where they, do you know where they took his just body? Just frantically. Looking, looking at him. He's right in front of her. Jesus said, okay, so she turned around because Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? For whom are you looking? Just another way of saying, what do you want? (laughs) Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've laid him. I'll take him away. So she's looking at, she has turned around. That's like us. They're having. We're looking at him. We're praying. She's telling him. I'm just looking for Jesus. Where is Jesus? He's like, Mary. (laughs) Mary. Yeah. 
That's crazy, friend. She was looking right at him. Looking at him. Talking to him. Yeah. AKA praying. Praying. But not in relationship with him. She was just frantic. Totally. Why is it so hard? Why? I don't know. I mean, not hard. Why don't we do it? I mean, I could give you like three different reasons, I think. I think we don't think that Jesus is real. Okay. We don't think that he's alive. Agreed. That he speaks, that he wants a relationship, that he's accessible. We don't think that he cares. We didn't have good fathers, so we don't we don't understand the father's heart for us, so we don't think he's available or that he would intercede. We don't think he wants to be close to us. You know what I mean? It's just all wrong beliefs. Was that all the first answer? (laughs) Was that the three? I mean, they were in there somewhere. (laughs) We don't trust the father. Yes. Um, We don't believe he's real. We don't believe God's real. We might think he's alive, but we think he's like distant, like in heaven, like removed. God cares. He cares so much. Yeah, let's pray. In the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, that you're already here, but we just we take this moment to turn our gaze to you. We thank you that you're already looking at us, that you're already listening, that you've heard our hearts, this whole conversation, that you're hearing the hearts and the inner thoughts of everyone listening. God, I thank you that you're so near and that you care so much. Would you give us the grace to turn to you the next time we're spinning out, mm-hmm. even just like thinking separate from you, apart from you. Mm-hmm. God, that we, we don't have to do that alone anymore. We don't, have to, um, we don't have to yell to get your attention. We don't have to uh, frantically fire off prayers that you're already listening you're already looking because you love us. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Beth. <laughs> My pleasure, Jenna. Thanks so much for gathering with us here on the Blessed Is She podcast. Send over all your questions using the Anchor app. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us at blessedisshe.net slash community and join us on all your favorite social media platforms. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I love Twitter. Until next time.